Innalhamdalillah Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu Wa na'udhu billahi min syururi anfusina min sayyiati amalina Man yahdillahu falamudilla lahu wa man yudlilu falahadiyalah Wa ashadu an la ilaha illallah wahdahu la sharika lah Wa ashadu anna muhammadan abduhu wa rasuluh Wa safihu wa khaliluh وخيرته من خلقه وأمينه ألا وحي أرسله رب رحمة للعالمين وحجة على خلقه وعباده أجمعين وأسأل الله أن يجعلنا من صالح أمته وأن يحشرنا يوم القيامة في زمرة ثم أما بعد أوان يا عباد الله أسيكم ونفسي بتقوى الله فقد فاز المتكون First and foremost, O worshippers of Allah Azza wa Jal, I implore myself and yourself to observe the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala fi sirri wal alaniya, to fear Him in open and in secret. For indeed, those who possess the strait and this characteristic of taqwa, they are the successful ones. As Allah Azza wa Jal says, wal aqibatu li taqwa. That the final outcome is for those who have the taqwa of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Ma'ashir al-mu'mineen Rawa Abu Dawud fi sunanihi Imam Abu Dawud rahimahullah ta'ala He narrates a hadith in his sunan on the authority of al-Miqdad ibn Aswad radiyallahu ta'ala anhu anna al-Nabiya sallallahu alayhi wa sallama qal inna sa'id liman he narrates the hadith of the Prophet and he says that the Prophet said the happy one, the joyful one is the one who is distant and the one who wards off fitan. The one who wards off fitan, that which is apparent and that which is secret. This is the one who is the true happy one and this is the joyful one. And yet, O servants of Allah, it is important for us to pose this question to ourselves. The one who has ghayrah, the one who has jealousy, protective jealousy, and he has fervor with regards to himself and with regards to his family, to ask himself the question, how does one attain this happiness? How does one attain this happiness? And how do we attain this great affair which the Prophet ﷺ mentioned in this hadith? How does one abstain from fitna? How does one protect himself from the evil outcomes of fitna and its evil outcomes? Ibadallah, it is becoming of us to ask ourselves this question. كَيْفَ سَبِيلُ إِلَى بِهَذِ How do I attain this happiness? And how do I protect myself from fitna? And this is a question that each and every single one of us here today must ask himself. How does he protect himself from fitna? How does he protect his wife from fitna? How does he protect his kids from fitna? And how does he protect his society from fitna? Because this is the true nasi. This is the one who has true sincerity with regards to himself with regards to Allah Azza wa Jal, with regards to the Book of Allah, and with regards 
to the general Muslimin. For indeed the Prophet said, nasiha The religion, it is sincerity. The companions of the Prophet said, liman. To who does sincerity belong? The Prophet responded and said, Lillahi wa li kitabihi wa li rasulihi wa li a'immati al-muslimina wa amatihim That sincerity belongs to Allah. It belongs to his book. It belongs to his messenger. It belongs to the a'immah, the leaders, the rulers from amongst the muslimin. And sincerity belongs to the general population of Muslims. Ibadallah, kayfa tuttaqa al-fitan? How do we protect ourselves from fitan? In this khutbah, we will mention some points how to protect ourselves from fitna, trial and tribulation. And the best of ways we protect ourselves from fitna, it is taqwallahi azza wa jal. It is to fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as He ought to be feared, in open and in secret. With regards to our general affairs and with regards to our secret affairs. With regards to our actions which is witnessed and with regards to our actions that we do in secret. For Allah Azza wa Jal said, وَمَن يَتَّقِ اللَّهَ يَجَعَلْ لَهُ مَخْرَجًا وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ Allah said that whomsoever has a straight and characteristic of taqwa, that they fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as he ought to be feared, Allah Azza wa Jal will make a way for him out of each and every single difficulty. وَيَرْزُقْهُ مِنْ حَيْثُ لَا يَحْتَسِبْ And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will sustain him from avenues which he never ever perceived. And so where Allah Azza wa Jal mentioned, يَجْعَلَّهُ مَخْرَجًا That Allah Azza wa Jal will make a way out for him, this means مِنْ كُلِّ فِتْنَةٍ وَبَلِيَّةٍ وَشَرٍ That Allah Azza wa Jal will make a way out for you from each and every single trial which you face. And each and every single calamity which you encounter and each and every single evil. Taqwa ibadallah awaqibuha hamida wa ma'alatuha rashida. The end result of taqwa, it is praiseworthy. And the outcome, it is guidance. In the time of the tabi'een, when fitna occurred in the time of the tabi'een, a group of tabi'een came to Talq ibn Habib. They came to Talq ibn Habib and they said, Al-fitnatu waqa'at faqayfa nattaqiha. They said that fitna has occurred, so how can we protect ourselves from it? Qala ittaquha bitaqwa. He said protect yourself from the fitna by way of taqwa. Qalu They then said to him, Ajmil lana taqwa. Describe taqwa to us. Define taqwa to us. Qala Taqwa Allah al-amalu bita'ati Allahi ala nuri min Allahi raja'a rahmat Allah wa tarku ma'siyati Allahi ala nuri min Allah khifata adhabillah He defined it as follows He said that taqwa is to act upon the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with a light from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala 
and anticipating a mercy from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this means that taqwa means to act upon the Quran and the Sunnah. Because the light which Talq ibn Habib described in his definition, Nur min Allah, it means the Quran and the Sunnah. And when you do this, you anticipate the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But if you don't practice upon the kitab and the sunnah, you cannot anticipate the mercy of Allah azza wa And then he said, وَتَرْكُ مَعْصِيَةِ اللَّهِ And to leave of disobedience and sin. أَلَا نُورِ مِنَ اللَّهِ Following the Quran and the sunnah. خِيفَةَ أَذَابِ اللَّهِ Fearing the punishment of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So this is a rosy definition of taqwa. How do we make this a reality in our lives? Because taqwa is not just a slogan which we say upon our tongues that I fear Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I cling towards the kitab and the sunnah. But when we look at our lives, we find that we are distant from the fear of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Taqwa must be manifest in your statements. It must be seen in your actions. It must be seen in your mannerisms and it must be seen in your interactions with your brothers, with your sisters, with your wives and with your kids. So we don't just say, I fear Allah Azza wa Jal. But when we look at these, our lives, we are distant from this. So taqwa, it has effects and it must be seen within one's limbs. And this is the greatest way we protect ourselves from taqwa. Ibad Allah wa min al-dawabit al-muhimma from the greatest means and ways how we protect ourselves from fitna, from trial, tribulation and corruption it is al-i'tisam bi kitabillah wa sunnata nabiyyina sallallahu alayhi wa sallam it is clinging to the Qur'an and the sunnah clinging to the Qur'an and the sunnah in terms of our beliefs at times we find many forms of misguidance and people who have deviated clearly with regards to the aqeed of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah we cling to the creed of the Kitab and the Sunnah. We cling to the Kitab and the Sunnah in terms of our worship and we cling to the Kitab and the Sunnah in terms of our spirituality and tazkiyah to nafs. فَإِنَّ مَنْ اِعْتَصَمَ بِكِتَابِ اللَّهِ وَسُنَّةَ نَبِيِّ صلى الله عليه وسلم هُدِيَ إِلَى صِرَاطٍ مُسْتَقِيمٍ وَسَلِمَ مِنْ كُلِّ بَلِيَّةٍ وَشَرٍ For whomsoever clings towards the kitab in the sunnah, he is guided to the straight path. And he is protected from each and every single calamity and evil. ذَلِكَ إِبَادَ اللَّهِ أَنَّ السُنَّةَ سَبِيلُ النَّجَاةِ this is such since the sunnah, it is the path of salvation and it is the path of success. And for this reason, the great Imam, the Imam of Darul Hijrah, Malik ibn Anas, ta'ala, he has a very, very famous statement. In where he says, A sunnatu kasafinatin nuh, man rakibaha naja, wa man. That the sunnah is like the ship of Nabi Nuh. Whomsoever boards it, this person is saved and they attain salvation. 
And whosoever fails to board the ship, they will be destroyed and they will be drowned. So what was the outcome of the followers of Nabi Nuh, who followed his call in establishing the Tawheed of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and leaving of Shirk Billah? They followed this Nabi and they followed his commands. And as a result of this, they were saved. So in our times, the Safina to Nuh, it is the Sunnah of the Prophet It is upkeeping the Sunnah of the Prophet in terms of our beliefs, our statements, and our actions. And whosoever upkeeps the Sunnah within his life, and he establishes it within himself, this person will speak with wisdom and he will protect himself from fitna. And this is what the Prophet وسلم, guided us towards. And he said in the well known hadith reported in Abu Dawud, The Prophet he first gave us a description of events that was to come. And this is the prophecy. He says, That whosoever of you, my companions, live after me, they will see many, many differences of opinion. And this difference of opinion occurred in the time of the companions and after them. So the question we ask, how many differences of opinion exist today? The further we move away from the time of Nabuwa, the more trial and tribulation we will see. And the more differing we will see in the Ummah. And the Prophet he prophesied this. But the Prophet he mentioned the da, He mentioned the ailment, but he also gave us a remedy. He said, فَعَلَيْكُمْ بِسُنَّتِي وَسُنَّةِ الْخُلَفَاءِ الْمَهْدِيِينَ الرَّاشِدِينَ تَمَسَّكُوا بِهَا وَأَضُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْتَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ The Prophet then said, Upon you is to adhere to my sunnah and to the sunnah of my rightly guided caliphs. تَمَسَّكُوا بِهَا Hold fast to it. وَأَضُّوا عَلَيْهَا بِالنَّوَاجِذِ And cling to it with your mawlatith. And this does not mean literally, but this means cling to the kitab and the sunnah with your entire life. And then the Prophet he gives us a warning and he says, وَإِيَّاكُمْ وَمُحْتَثَاتِ الْأُمُورِ I warn you of the newly invented matters. And this is the warning. And the hukam is as follows. The ruling of this warning is as follows. The Prophet says, for each and every single innovation or newly invented matter, it is an innovation. And each and every single innovation is a misguidance. So each and every single innovation which came up as early as towards the end of the lives of the companions, such as the fitna of the khawarij, this is an innovation. The fitna which arose as a result of those who denied Qadr, the Qadriyyah, this is an innovation. The fitna which arose as a result of the Murji'ah, saying that whomsoever says La ilaha illallah, but they never ever do any actions, this person is a complete believer, 
This is an innovation. And likewise, the innovation of the Mu'tazila and the Rafidah. And in each and every single time which follows, any innovation which creeps up in the Ummah, in terms of beliefs, in terms of practices, in terms of spirituality, it takes the same ruling. فَإِنَّ كُلَّ مُحْتَثَةٍ بِدْعَةٍ وَكُلَّ بِدْعَةٍ ضَلَالَةٍ Ibadallah, from the ways we protect ourselves from fitan, is al-bu'd and al-tasarru wal-ajala wal-indifa'a. It is not to act hastily and to act upon our impulse and our emotions. For acting upon our emotions and our impulses and being hasty with regards to matters never ever brings about any good. Rather, this leads the one who acts in this, in this manner to each and every single evil and calamity. And so as the advice is, فَالْآنَةُ tu فَالْآنَةُ it is to act in a clement manner, to be patient, to be forbearant with regards to our faith. Whether this be in deen or whether this be with regards to our worldly lives. It is not to act hastily. For as the Prophet says, Al-ajilatu mina shaitan. That hastiness, it is from the shaitan. And for this reason, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, he said, إِنَّهَا سَتَكُونُ أُمُورٌ مُشْتَبَهَاتٌ فَأَلَيْكُمْ بِالتُّعَدَّةٌ He said that in the time to come, there will be many, many matters which will not be entirely clear to everyone. And so he said, فَأَلَيْكُمْ بِالتُّعَدَّةٌ Upon you is to not act hastily. Is to take a step back, to analyze the situation, to refer to people, to refer to scholars who upkeep the kitab and the sunnah and the students of knowledge who upkeep the kitab and the sunnah and to seek their counsel. Seek the counsel of your elders and do not act upon impulses. And if you get riled up, they know that the Prophet ﷺ advised us and he said, La taghda, do not become angry. For when we, when we act upon our anger, we act upon our impulse. And the Prophet ﷺ said, La taqdam. A companion came to the Prophet ﷺ and he said, O Sini, give me advice. The Prophet ﷺ said, La taqdam. Do not become angry. He said, Once again, O Sini, the Prophet said, La taqdam. Do not become angry. And this happened a third time as well. And so the person went away anticipating and expecting a more profound advice from the Prophet But he said he went away for a period of time and he reflected over the statement of the Prophet And he said, I realized that ghadab ijima usha. That acting upon one anger, it is the root of all evil. And so to act upon our impulses and to act when we are angry, this will only lead to an evil outcome. And so the Prophet Sallallahu he gives us his advice and he says, لا تغضب أقول هذا القول وأستغفر الله لي ولكم من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم
Alhamdulillah wahdah wa salatu ala man la nabiyya ba'dah wa ba'd ibadallah qala an-nabiy sallallahu alayhi wa sallam ittaqillaha haythu ma kunt wa atbi sayyatal hasanata tamhuha wa khaliqin nasa bi khuluqin hasanin rawahu at-tirmidhi the prophet alayhi salatu wa salam exhorts us and he says fear allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wherever you are and follow up an evil deed with a good deed, for it will expiate it and interact with people in a goodly manner. Ibadullah, from the ways we protect ourselves from fitnah, it is referring to the senior scholars of this ummah. And by this we mean the bona fide scholars of Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah. We're not referring to ourselves, let alone any Imam in this community. But when it comes to the major matters of the ummah, which concerns the property and the lives of the Muslims, then these matters, it should be referred to the senior scholars of this ummah. Arruju ila al-ulama al-rasihin wal-a'immati al-muhaqqikin ahlul ilmi wal-anatu wal-hikmah wal-basira bidinillah. It is to return to the grounded scholars of this ummah, the true people of knowledge, the people of forbearance, and the people of wisdom and insight in the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this ummah will not cease to be upon goodness as long as they refer to the seniors. And the seniors in this regard, it refers to Ahlul Ilm. For the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Al-Barakatu ma'akabirikum. That the blessings, it lies with your seniors. And by this we mean the senior scholars of this ummah. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala anhu said, La yazalu al-nasu bi khayrin ma akhadu an akabirihim wa idha akhadu anil asagiri halaku. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said that this ummah and the people will not cease to be upon goodness as long as they take knowledge from the seniors with regards to the major affairs. وَإِذَا أَخَذُوا عَنِ الْأَصَاغِرِ هَلَكُوا And when they take from the asagir, يعني those who are of a lesser age, they will be destroyed. And another interpretation of this, the asagir, it refers to Ahlul Bid'ah, the people of innovation. That if the ummah takes the knowledge from people of innovation, they will destroy themselves and they will destroy the ummah. As the Prophet, alayhi salatu wassalam, prophesized فَأَضَلُّوا وَأَضَلُّوا that they will mislead themselves and they will mislead others so this ummah will always remain upon goodness as long as there are scholars who upkeep the teachings of the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet and this ummah will not cease to be upon goodness as long as they refer to the major scholars with regards to major affairs which the ummah faces and this is the advice which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us. In his book in Surah An-Nisa, verse 83, Allah says, Allah says, and he describes the people. And Allah says that whenever there comes to them any affair 
with regards to safety or fear. Other will be he. They spread it amongst themselves. They discuss it. They discuss this ruler. They discuss this revolt and the likes of this. But Allah Azza wa Jal says, Rasuli. But if they refer this to the Prophet in his lifetime, الْأُولِ مِنْهُمْ and to those in authority amongst them. And this is the ulama. Allah Azza wa Jal says, They will know how to derive the fatwa for this particular instance. And this shows that with regards to major affairs and afflictions which this ummah faces, we refer to the grounded scholars. We refer to the scholars of Ahlu Sunnati wal Jama'ah. For we are living in times where we see the aftermath of the fatawa of the misguided scholars. Those who call towards revolt. Those who call towards uprising. Today we find our Muslim brothers in Syria and all other places in the world where the Muslims are oppressed. Where these scholars call for revolt, they are living dejected. They are living in humiliation. And they are living without basic needs. As a result of what? Misguided scholars giving fatawa with regards to the wealth and the blood of the Muslims. Which was not in conformity with the sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Ibadallah, one of the practical methods and ways we can protect ourselves from fitna. It is by turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala when the fitna strikes. And this is the advice of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. For when fitna occurs within our families, or within our communities, or within the ummah, we find that many people levitate towards the fitna. And they seek out the fitna, hoping to change it. In the, in the, in the event of this, they only change themselves. So for example, there is a shubha, a doubt. And a person does not have sufficient knowledge to deal with the shubha. And he presents himself to this fitna. And he only comes out with a bigger doubt. And he only comes out misguided. So the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ is not to hasten towards fitna. But rather the Prophet ﷺ, he gave us a remedy. And the Prophet ﷺ said, Al-ibadatu fil haraji kahijratin ilayya. He said that worship in the time of haraj, worship in the time of lots of fawda, lots of chaos, and lots of murder and killing, it is like migrating to me. So this is the way the believer faces fitna. That he turns to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in repentance. And he increases in his worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala seeking protection from that which is apparent and that which is hidden. And with regards to the supplication which the Prophet wasalam, taught this ummah, which is the means of protection from fitna, is as the Prophet wasalam, taught his companions in the hadith which is found in Sahih Muslim. That the Prophet said to the Sahaba, تَأَوَّذُوا بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الْفِتَنِ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بطن. That seek refuge with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala from the fitan, from the trials and tribulations, that which is apparent and that which is hidden. And the companions then said, نَأُوذُ بِاللَّهِ مِنَ الْفِتَنِ مَا ظَهَرَ مِنْهَا وَمَا بطن. That we seek refuge with Allah azza wa jal from fitan, 
that which is apparent and that which is hidden. We ask that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protects us from all types of fitna. Fitna in deen and fitna in dunya. Fitna in creed and fitna in ibadah. Fitna in suluk and fitna in tazkiyah. And that He protects us from all types of fitna, that which is apparent and that which is hidden. Amin ya Rabbil Alameen. وهذا وصلوا رحمكم الله على خير البرية وأزكى البشرية صاحب الحول والشفاعة فقد أمر